Hello, this is Vladimir, and you're listening to Aging with Grace Podcast, Season 2, Episode 10, Truth Seeking, Recording Date, June 18th, 2022. Please enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast titled Truth Seeking. I am D.G. Linton Gridley, and I am your host of the Aging with Grace podcast designed to help you age with grace. We are all aging from the time we are born. The aging process has fascinated me since I was a child. I'm a baby boomer, and so I'm a comparatively younger, older person at the age of 66. I may live another 30 to 40 years. I want those years to be full of health and happiness And I want to help you to have health and happiness as you grow older, too. So far, most of my podcasts have been explanations of the flower of health, because we need health to age with grace, of course. I designed the flower of health to help people improve their health. The flower of health is a graphic representation of all the components, all the factors, all the decisions that if acted upon will lead to better health. Each of the components is complicated and much larger than the name. Truth-seeking is one of those components. What does it mean to be truth-seeking, and how is it going to improve our health, you may be asking. Everyone knows that knowledge is power, and what you don't know can and will hurt you. You may have heard this adage, though, "'Tis folly to be wise." I have heard that all my life. If ignorance is bliss, tis folly to be wise, is how I heard it. The saying is from the last stanza of a poem by Thomas Gray, who lived from 1716 to 1771. The complete poem describes Thomas Gray's wistful memories of his own boyhood and observations of other boys playing. He contemplates telling them of all the troubles and pain they will experience as adults, Then he decides not to tell them, and concludes by saying, And happiness too swiftly flies, thought would destroy their paradise. No more, where ignorance is bliss, tis folly to be wise. I agree with Thomas Gray. We don't need to interrupt children playing and tell them about all the doom and gloom in the world. While it is true that we should not ruin the play of children, by telling them of all the negative stuff that can happen to them as they go through, li- go through life, it is also true that, as adults, we do need to be wise. Thomas Gray said, where ignorance is bliss, not if ignorance is bliss. Anyway, who is Thomas Gray that we should take a line from his poem and take it as truth to live by? In any case, people have taken this quotation completely out of context. As adults... Ignorance is not blissful, because as adults, we are responsible for ourselves, or at least we should be. (laughs) I know many grown-ups who have not grown up. Have you heard this aphorism? The only difference between the men and the boys is the size and the price of their toys. (laughs) Part of being an adult is taking care of ourselves. Some people are better at that than others. I know plenty of younger people who aren't good at keeping their house clean or keeping their laundry done or who are not good at buying healthy foods and who don't cook, etc., but somehow they do enough to get by. As we get older, however, we have a tendency to rationalize even more about good enough. 
I always say denial is a happy place until it isn't. Self-neglect is the most common form of elder abuse. I have seen it over and over. Former doctors, former lawyers, nurses, former business professionals, and even celebrities have been found in deplorable conditions because of self-neglect. So how can us baby boomers prevent this weird phenomenon of denying our reality and living in filth and without the food and medical care that we need to be healthy as we grow older? I believe we must be avid truth seekers at our core. What follows is an excerpt from an article on the website medium.com by Cameron Kerr, written in 2019. This article sheds some light on the subject of truth-seeking. Socrates thought that the formula for a happy life was to have the shortest distance between your expected reality and the actual reality and knowing where you truly stand. A story that really illustrates this point is one mentioned in Plato's book, Apology. It talks about how Chariphon, one of Plato's friends, went to the shrine of Apollo at Delphi and asked the priestess there whether the wisest person was Socrates. To none of our surprises, she said yes. But one person who was baffled by the statement was Socrates himself. So Socrates, determined to prove that he is not the wisest, went around Greece asking all the self-acclaimed wise guys questions and finding out if they thought they were the wisest. To Socrates' surprise, surprise, he noticed that all of the wise guys didn't know anything more than he did. They just thought that they were wise. He had this to say about it. I am wiser than this man, for neither of us appears to know anything great and good, but he fancies he knows something, although he knows nothing, whereas I, as I do not know anything, so I do not fancy I do. Socrates' life hack for being wise was knowing that he wasn't wise, and that none of us are. So if we accept that none of us are wiser than the person beside us, what can we do? For Socrates, it was about seeking out what is true. The only thing that can add to the ignorance of thinking you are smart is the ignorance of thinking with the objective of being right rather than being truthful. I believe that as humans, we are over-optimized for the present. Our brains haven't changed a great deal throughout history, and we are still optimized for survival out in the wild. But it is so much different now. If you are reading this article, it is most likely that you will never have to worry about your survival. But now, when acquiring new knowledge about the world, our brain takes in that information and filters it according to what fits with our current perception of the world. What this causes us to have is a sense of the world based on our past experiences. I believe that this point is so important to determine how we should live our lives. We have to realize that our personal experiences take up such a small percentage of what is happening in the world, but we manage to use them to make up what we think the world is. Everyone is so different. Growing up with different experiences, with money, with family, friends, learning, reading, playing, working, etc., we all have different ways of looking at the world. This next section is titled, How to Be a Truth Seeker in a World That Wants to Be Right. I think that the main way of seeking truth is by surrounding yourself with other truth seekers. We have a problem in our current society where we mistake popularity with truth. As I said before, we are over-optimized for the present and therefore can use one person saying something as truth 
without actually having any facts. All of us often mistake truth with popularity. Shamath Palahapitiya, founder of Social Capital and ex-Facebook executive, talked about this on several podcasts and on a on a CNBC.com news episode that you can Google if you're interested in learning more. Creating an environment with a main goal of truth is necessary. Always being the third eye for each other, playing devil's advocate, and testing thoughts out with actions is the real world. Socrates was very famous for developing a mental model for seeking truth. He called it elinkos, but the common term for it is the Socratic method. It is about constantly asking questions to others and digging deeper into problems and thought experiments. A popular way this method is applied is through a Socratic circle, which uses a dialogue-like approach to understand the info being conveyed. The thing I like and is different about these circles is that it is not a debate. It is a discussion seeking truth, and that is what we need right now. All of our goals should be to look for what is true in the world so we can be more insightful and act only in good. We are all just humans. Key takeaways. Number one, Socrates thought being good and virtuous was directly linked with knowledge. Number two, it is vital to seek the knowledge of what is good and to also understand yourself and how your actions affect the world around you. Number three, being wise involves knowing that you aren't wise and that none of us are. Number four, we learn about the world through a filter determined by our past experiences. Number five, humans are naturally over-optimized for the present. And number six, the Socratic method is about having a cooperative conversation between people seeking a truth. That's the end of the article. I really enjoyed that article, and I hope you did too. I especially like the part about how we are all not wise, but some of us think we are. <laughs> we should all be open-minded and ready to learn new things, knowing that we don't know much and wanting to know more. I always picture the pie chart showing all the knowledge in the world. One big circle representing all the knowledge in the world. One teeny tiny sliver represents what we know as humans. Another teeny tiny sliver represents what we know we don't know. And the whole remaining circle represents what we don't know we don't know. <laughs> the older I get, the more I realize I don't know much. I'm amazed at how much I learn every day still. I think learning is so fun. When I talk with people and they tell me I'm too old to exercise, I know that they are not true truth seekers because that's simply not true. Research and countless studies have, have concluded that people can build muscle and improve their circulation and their lung capacity and mobility forever. You can always get better. Another untruth that I often hear from older people is, I'm too old to be sexy. That is also not true. We can all do a lot to improve our appearance as we get older. Of course, it's, easy, it's easier just to say, I'm too old to exercise, or I'm too old to look sexy, and I'm not going to do anything to improve my health or my looks. But I believe those are the same people that will be found to be self-neglecting 
to the point where they have to be moved into a nursing home someday. I have to say the serenity prayer to myself to keep from crying when talking with people who refuse to acknowledge and accept truths that, if acted upon, would improve their health and quality of life. Because I love people and I want the best for them. I know the truth is often inconvenient and even painful. Here's a joke that illustrates that fact. A man buys a lie detector robot that slaps people who lie. He decides to test it out at dinner with his family. The dad says to his son, Son, where were you today during school hours? The son says, At school, the robot slaps the son. Son says, Okay, I watched a DVD at my friend's house. Dad, which one? Son, Kung Fu Panda. The robot slaps the son again. Son, okay, it was a porno. Dad, what? When I was your age, I didn't even know what porn was. The robot slaps the dad. Mom, <laughs> after all, he's your son. The robot slaps the mom. <laughs> and yet truth is good and what we should strive for. When we are truth seekers, we will find that our lives contain less and less inconvenient and painful truths as time goes on. Of course, we cannot force people to see what we believe is truth. We can merely present it to them and allow them to do with it what they will. I have one more joke for you before I go. You may have heard this one. Instead of calling my bathroom the John, I call my bathroom the Jim. That way, it sounds better when I say I go to the gym every morning. <laughs> that one's especially funny because it illustrates how people will get very creative while lying about improving their health. At Aging with Grace at the Fountain of Youth Clubhouse, we call our bathroom the Lou, the Blue Lou and the White Lou, because we like to model our culture after the, the British. It's, it's fun. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Aging with Grace podcast. Please leave your comments and questions wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate those comments and, and questions. And always feel free to reach out to us directly by phone or email. Both are on our website, agingwithgraceinfo.org. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead of making happy memories. Bye for now. Hello, listeners. This is Vladimir again. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the last episode. For more information about Aging with Grace, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you, and see you in the next one. The Health Club for Seniors is your kind of place. So come and join us and age with